The Fool, and The Hill from the renowned Beatles song are from right here in hilly Springfield, Missouri. <laughs> Live to a hard drive from the 16th floor of the Hammonds Tower, you are listening to Spring Food Mo, America's number one podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. I am Andy Carr. I'm Dan Howell. And we will not rest until we've had all 600 plus restaurants in Springfield, Missouri and reported back to you. Springfieldians. Let's just round it out to 700. <laughs> go big or go home. <laughs> it is a cool, dreary. It's not cool. It's a warm, <laughs> dreary morning yeah. here in Springfield, Missouri. The day for us is June 23rd. You're going to be hearing this a lot later because <laughs> we're banking them because I'm going to be out of town. Think <gasps> listeners will get any thunder in the in the mix? I hope so. There's a little storm going on I'll right now. I'll put some fake thunder in there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, just to make sure. Man, I'm tired, Dan. (laughs) You look it. (laughs) Oh, really? Thanks. (laughs) Nine shows. No, wait, wrong. Three shows in nine days is a lot. That's a lot to put together. Sure. Plus an appearance on another show. Right. Yeah, we did do that. It's a lot of podcasting. Mm -hmm. Would have been smart for us to talk about that in the last episode, but everything's all out of order. Nothing makes any sense. No. It's all So last night I did get to go to the Basement Cats show. Oh. which was awesome. We talked about that two episodes ago, and unfortunately, people won't hear this until, you know, nine days after it happened or <laughs> however many. I got to say, it was so awesome. I expected it to be cool, but it was, like, special that this was happening. There were a lot of people crammed into a small space. There's probably, like, 30 or 40 people there in the back room of Culture Flock. Have you been there? Yeah, I haven't been there, but I definitely have heard of Basement Cats putting on shows there. Yeah. Yeah. It was like in the back area, so their offices, like their cubicles were on the side. It was just sort of a very small warehouse space and probably 30, 40 people crammed in there. And it was like five or six women each doing like individual, not even necessarily stand-up sets. One of them read really funny poems. Uh, they showed some videos. One of them did do stand-up. A couple of them did uh, just told stories. And all of them were hysterically funny. Hmm. I'm messing up. I huh? haven't been. I've never been to a Basement Cat show before. <laughs> You make it sound amazing. It was. I mean, like I said, I expected it to be cool, but I didn't like expect it to be as awesome as it was. We got to get them on here. Get get the whole gang on here. All the cats. All the cats. Wow. <laughs> One at a time. We know Katie performed. Katie still performed. And it was quite a bit raunchier than <laughs> the one at the bookstore. And I loved it, of course. She's so funny. Anyway, uh, way to go, Basement Cats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I couldn't make it. I did get... Uh, <laughs> a, a lovely text from Andy and my good friend Blake, both just d- proudly displaying a finger of theirs. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, it was just a coincidence. You could see all of our fingers there. Yes, yeah, <laughs> no, true coincidence. Yeah, Blake's my friend now. <laughs> you stole <laughs> my friend Blake. You can't come and hang out with them. You stole Blake. You stole Blake. You stole. Blake. I guess <laughs> we can't both be friends with them. No, no. not all as right. adults. One, one and done. Yeah. Blake, come back, please. I also hung out with uh, Zach and Luke from Pretending to Be People. They were at that show as well. So would have been nice if you were there, Dan. Hey, listen, (laughs) I was busy fighting crime. Trying to get that FOMO going. (laughs) Shay, you know, you know Dan's social life better than me. Does he ever go out? Does he ever do anything other than come to the tower to record? Uh, I don't know that Shay does know my social life. I don't. I do. I will say he's always uh, moving. He's on the move when I'm in and out. Oh, (laughs) 
Hey, listen. Very busy social like, butterfly. From the kitchen to the couch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like no going out, but I also like, uh, you know, dinner. Sure. You know, stuff like that. I'm making fun. I'm just telling you that I want to hang out with you more, Dan. <laughs> Is once a week not enough? Oh, my God. That actually sounds like a lot. (laughs) Not when there's fun stuff to do with mutual friends of ours. (laughs) Anyway, you're hearing the voice of uh, our guest. Would you care to introduce yourself? You don't have to. I mean, I'd love to. Shay Rainey, um, a resident of Springfield, Missouri, and (laughs) hardcore foodist. Foodist? I like that so much better than foodie. Yeah, foodie, no. Hate that word. Foodist. Don't like it. No, it's 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 a little. Uh, it sounds raunchy to me, and I don't know why it does, but it doesn't sound quite right. Foodie. I, I'm like a little hesitant to take on any identifier, and people call me a foodie. It makes me uncomfortable. Like I just don't. I like to eat. I don't know. Don't, I don't walk like up to people and call them foodies. That's who I am. That's not the way to go about things. I, I mean, besides Andy, I'd describe you as more of a brony. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah, you know, he just enjoys. The My Little Pony television show. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, there's, you don't know about this show? <laughs> no. There's a whole culture of like men, middle-aged men who love My Little Pony. That actually sounds about right. And they're yeah. called bronies. And there's nothing wrong about it. And we deserve no. your respect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more about yourself, oh, Shay. Oh, goodness. Um, what do you do here? Why are you on our show? Uh, why am I? I think uh, a little nepotism, maybe. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Well, um, Shay, of course, is my roommate. Uh, I'm, to I'm a dox roommate. both of us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's how doxing works. But uh, <laughs> technically, roommates. Roommates. We're roommates, actually. Co leases. I've never had a better roommate besides the other roommate that I had, <laughs> that I also live with. The other roommate. The yes. other roommate. Okay, well, beyond being Dan's roommate, <laughs> you're also a phenomenal photographer. Oh, thank you. Your work has, that's really cool, sweet. A lot of cool things have been done with your work. Yeah. Um, uh, most recent, more recently, a uh, cover for uh, Someone Still Loves You, Boris Yeltsin. Uh-huh. It's an old photograph, but I can't believe they used it. Thanks, guys. That was really great cool. Great album cover. It's a yeah, great album Which cover. album is it? The High Country. That rules. Yeah, it was, it's really, it was really uh, special for me. Great album cover. Dare I say their best one. <laughs> <laughs> dare you say? I, I dare to say it. And, uh, you know. Dare I'll, you say? I'll take any takers that want to. You'll take any takers. <laughs> I'll take any takers. That's my new motto. Um, I also work at Moxie Cinema, downtown Springfield. My Never heard AKA of it. my dream job. <laughs> dream job. So we, much popcorn. We, of course, love the Moxie here at Spring Food Mo. Absolutely. We've had both founders on and. Mm, we're not going to have anybody else from there on. <laughs> You're done. You're done. This is it. This is it. A lot of moxie talk recently. All right. So should we get into our restaurant for today? I think so. I forgot the name of it. Let's. Oh, great. <laughs> Let's learn a little bit about Izumi Hitaki. Downtown Springfield's Izumi Hataki Sushi Bar and Grill is owned by a Korean-American family. Here in the Midwest, we generally tend to think of sushi as a Japanese dish, but various forms of rice wrapped in seaweed have been prevalent in Korea as well for over 600 years now. They call it kimbap. However, Izumi Hataki did start as a Japanese restaurant. Well, kind of. (laughs) 
The Japanese word izumi roughly translates to the English word spring, and the word hataki means, you guessed it, field. Now, here's something pretty funny. The word haru also translates to spring, and the word no also translates to field. So, in this city, we have two different sushi restaurants, the names of which translate to Springfield Sushi Bar and Grill. Hopefully, you're now wondering which one came first. That would be Haruno. Haruno opened first in 1998, headed up by a man named Jim Wei. Given what you're about to hear, it's pretty fair to speculate as to whether the original founder of Izumi Hitaki just liked that naming convention so much that he took it and used it for himself. A man named David Campbell opened Izumi Hitaki on Walnut Street in mid-2001, about five years after he had started Buckingham's Barbecue. Yes, a smoked meat magnate opened a Japanese restaurant. No, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. In interviews, Campbell openly talked about how he opened the restaurant to capitalize on Springfield's growing sushi trend. He even talked about hiring cooks away from other Asian restaurants, including Hiro Yamachi, who had been the renowned sushi chef at Nakato. David Campbell referred to Yamachi in the press as his partner, However, when I pulled the business records from the time, Yamachi's name was not listed as an owner, just David Campbell and a couple other white dudes. Izumi Hitaki was the sixth sushi restaurant in the city and the first one downtown. Uh, just for the record, the other five sushi restaurants in town were owned by Asian families. Maybe David Campbell had a crisis of conscience about being the only white man with a sushi restaurant in Springfield, or maybe he wasn't good at it. Because after less than two years in business, Campbell sold Izumi Hitaki to someone named Kang Mallard. That was March of 2003. Mallard ran the restaurant for another two years before selling to Mei Hua Zhang Billingsley and her husband Rick in June of 2005. That couple ran Izumi Hitaki for only six months before it was sold again to a family that finally brought stable ownership and management to downtown's first sushi spot. Jay and Mia Pike came to Springfield from Seoul, South Korea by way of Tyler, Texas. An SBJ article described Jay as a Texas businessman, which makes him sound like Jerry Jones or something. I don't really know what kind of business the Pikes did in Texas, but also I barely looked into it. Um, what matters most is that in December of 2005, the Pikes took over Izumi Hitaki and turned it into a viable family restaurant, introducing Korean dishes like bulgogi beef to the menu, in addition to the sprawling sushi selection. And that means, hey, next time it's a beautiful summer day and you're looking to snack on some sushi in the sun. Wait, no, Izumi Hitaki doesn't have a patio. Patio month is over, sort of, until we temporarily bring it back again next week. I'm going to have to learn how to end these again. It must be summer, because the days are long, and 
Izumi Hitaki. I wow. Was, I was so bored listening to that. No. <laughs> Seasoned professional. Uh, Seasoned. Great as always. Thanks, man. Some funny jokes in there. <laughs> I learned a lot. I know that. I did learn a lot. Okay. So I think the fact that this man, David Campbell, opened that place was maybe the most surprising or second most surprising thing I've ever learned. Third most surprising thing I've ever learned <laughs> on the podcast after the Ziggy's reveal and the uh, horrendous <laughs> fact about Mexican Villa that we found oh, out. Goodness, goodness yeah. gracious. And, uh, yeah. This is probably number three. Some hard-hitting news <laughs> yeah. right there. Yeah. Hard-hitting. We didn't break that news. We just made it slightly more public. Investigative <sighs> journalism, y'all. Yeah. Anyway, do either of you two have any history with Izumi Hitaki? I personally do not at all. You you chose this restaurant. <laughs> I do, Well, that's exactly why. I've eaten at every place downtown except for that one, but I did walk into um, my boss, Mike Stevens' office uh-huh. the other day. He was eating the spicy ramen that they have on sale for lunch there, and it smelled crazy mm. good. It smelled crazy, period. So this was all <laughs> just built off of a smell. It was built off of a smell <laughs> and a dream. You're our first guest that hasn't just picked like a place that they so, already like so a lot. Yeah. Scent of a ramen. Hooah! Hooah! Yes. 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 Ramen. Can't get away from that ramen. <laughs> no way. I think we should do more of that. Have people pick places they haven't been to. Yeah. It was fun. We got to be there for your first time yeah. ever having it. Mm-hmm. Both yeah. Andy and I were there for that experience, and it was it was like watching a newborn child into the world. I, my first taste. <laughs> I think my first taste. Dan and I both have yeah unimportant biographical uh, details associated with Izumi Hitachi. Sure. Mm. Share yours first. <laughs> um, well, I actually, I fibbed to you a little bit. I believe mm. I told you that I went to Azumi Hitaki for prom. Uh-huh. Upon reevaluation, I think it was probably homecoming. I, oh, I, never I mind. Only, We're not going to talk about it. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, um, I think I only went to two dances in high school. Not much of a dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm honestly surprised to hear that. I know. You seem like you could really kill it on the dance floor. It's kind of a bummer. I think if I were able to cut loose a little more, I probably could, but I, I got nerves. It does, but you've got so much natural spice. I got, I got nerves, <laughs> nerves and spice. Huh. You and I went to my brother's wedding together. Sure. Did you not dance there? I certainly did. I <laughs> I maybe did a little bit. Weddings are the the one place I've found that I can mm. cut loose a little bit as we, far they as they play that the hand jive. Everyone knows the hand jive. <laughs> or uh, the Cupid Shuffle, of course. <laughs> I mean, um, you are Cupid. And, and that's my favorite so. song. <laughs> I just put that on in the car in the morning. I got down so hard at that wedding that my family was like, we didn't know that you knew how to dance. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I know like one move. It's like a 50s little foot shuffle thing. I did it a bunch. It's a copy of my grandpa. <laughs> anyway, Izumi Hitaki. <laughs> This is where Lindsay and I met for the first time. Oh, Ooh, great wow, date place. Really? Well, it wasn't or not, a date. Not a date. I mean, it is a great. It could be a great date place. There are a lot of couples and yeah. friends in there. It certainly was for my homecoming. I mean, I'm still with the girl. <laughs> that's, that's a total lie. <laughs> Did you go with anybody we both know? Uh, no, not almost certainly not. And oh in in no serious capacity, very much sure, a. Sure. Uh, a, a friendly uh, gesture on 
the person's part. Wasn't it always back then? <laughs> yeah. Really was. So this this happened for me in probably the early winter months of 2014. Ooh. Uh, we had mutual friends in town from Chicago, Lenny and Scott. You nice. probably know them. Hi, if you're listening. Uh, we were both invited to the same dinner at Izumi Hitaki. I'd only been back in Springfield for five or six months after I'd moved away and yeah, come back in shame. Uh, I was As single. As we all did. <laughs> tail between your legs. <laughs> How'd you know I had a tail? <laughs> I was living with my parents, working two jobs. Uh, sometimes I'd go weeks without days off. On rare nights that I had free time, I'd spend it with my buddy Shirtog, <laughs> who was in a similar situation. He's not married and basically a semi-professional world traveler. Did you ever meet Shirtog? I don't know that I, <laughs> I... I think I would remember, so yeah. no. no I don't you think and I, I went on a trip to Austin together, and I think the year before that, I'd gone with Shirdog and some oh, other friends. Okay. That's his birth name. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway, Shirdog and I went to that dinner together, and Lindsay was there. Uh, however, if we spoke, I, I don't remember. <laughs> I remember thinking she was tall and intimidating. Uh, we reconnected a few more times over the next few months leading up to that and during that couple's wedding. But yeah, Azumi Hitaki plays a, a minor role, an important aspect of my life. Hmm. And uh, we continue to go there maybe three, four times a year. She really, really likes it. She I likes it more than I, I think do. Andy's, oh, okay. Andy's kind of underselling it. She's a brick house. She is a brick. Oh, <laughs> she rules. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't. I'm not going to look her in the face next time I see her. What am I'm I not going to look her in the face. I'm going to say, like, nah, she's okay. No, she's the best. She rules. Say she's uh, a brick she's house. Just at the say time, she's a brick house. I, we didn't talk. That's the point. Like, this is a very, like, tall, beautiful woman who is very intellectually she's intimidating. It's just the truth. We're going to need you to say she's a brick house. <laughs> That's what that song's about, right? It's about how intellectually intimidating this woman was. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey, Lindsay, what's up? You understood up? it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> so let's get into the food. Let's start with, start with our appetizers. I did go twice this week, but I'm just going to kind of blend them all together for clarity since sure. we got three people here today. Uh, we started with some edamame when Lindsay and I went. Um, what can you say about edamame? I mean, if it's good, it's there's like a ceiling to how good it can be. Salty, beany, <laughs> tasted fine. So you're not an edadade? <laughs> I, Stop. you know what? I am now. <laughs> I'm an edit that day, Dan. I'm just gonna go home. <laughs> <laughs> that seems best. <laughs> Welcome to your new job as co-host. I love it. Yeah, you guys it actually can this. sounds more tasty that way. Uh, that edamame looked great, like in the dish. They had that coarse, those coarse granulars of sea salt over the top. It looked mm. awesome. We also got fried spring rolls. They had a nice crunch. They were on special that day. They were perilously hot. Ooh, Ooh, yeah. They did have a good fresh veggie taste. like those quite Ooh. a bit. Had a good sauce. Uh, Lindsay asked. Uh, you know, she, she has nerves. Like, she's able to sure. talk to other people. Absolutely. She asked what that sauce was, and they said it was crab rangoon sauce. Oh, crab rangoon like sauce? Pinkish orange hue. Looked nothing like anything related to a crab rangoon, the, but they said it was crab rangoon sauce. That usually yeah, comes Did you with, have a side of that? Uh, no, I didn't. I did not. <laughs> Didn't. I also got some miso soup at one point. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna blow your mind here, guys. It was salty broth. <laughs> oh yes, um, nothing special. Took a uh, few a bean sips. Taste to it, maybe. <laughs> eh, mostly salt. <laughs> um, not really worth the stomach real estate for me. But that's not sure. just here. That's everywhere. I'm just oh, not yeah. a big miso super person. Me <laughs> either. I'm Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm not either. Of course, we do have a special segment we need to throw in anytime we have this item. It's uh, time for our segment called Are you ready kids? That's right. 
Izumi Itake has crab rangoon. We're obligated to talk about it. Dan, yeah. how'd you feel about those crab rangoon? I had a piece of yours. Uh-huh. You were generous enough to share. Uh, I thought it was lovely. Yeah. One of the better crab ragoons I've had. Um, crab rangoons, mm-hmm. excuse me. We've had this argument before. Uh, <laughs> one of us is completely right and the other is me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was lovely. Had a nice kind of puffy quality to it. Definitely just a high quality crab rangoon yeah there were only there was only one crab rangoon in my bento box unfortunately it's really difficult to split it three ways in fact i would say mm, probably impossible i'm gonna say he didn't even try i didn't try <laughs> i didn't try i'm very sorry you, you, you could have no, no i could have done better i was i was intimidated so i was like if i tried that crab rangoon i'm gonna have to talk about it and <laughs> springfieldians are crazy about their crab rangoon so yeah. i don't really like to get in that argument i'm gonna have a little bit more to say about Crab Rangoon later oh and goodness. get ready because it's it's pretty interesting stuff. All right. I like this Crab Rangoon. I feel like they deep fry uh, most of their apps here more than other places do. Mm. They were they were like very crispy, golden brown, heavily yes. deep fried. I think they're probably Cisco products if I had to guess, but better than the normal preparation that we get because they had been so thoroughly fried. Same with uh, another of the items. I am rolling, 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 rolling. I am rolling, 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 rolling. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> uh, probably your standard Cisco egg roll, but again, super deep fried. Very hot. Dan tried it before I did and did not warn me Ooh. how hot no, it was. No, I, I don't ever. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a good egg roll. Uh, it was good. I commented at the table that I think an egg roll's quality has a lot to do with just crispiness and heat. Mm-hmm. And this had both going on i couldn't taste anything because it burned my mouth but <laughs> it was so crispy and crispy. fried was that the full kitchen up front when we went in there or is there more kitchen in the back because it seemed like they were grilling everything yeah there's a there's the a open. full hibachi grill in the back i believe oh goodness yeah. Yeah. let's move on to sushi this is ostensibly a sushi restaurant primarily so that should be the main thing we talk about here uh, Lindsay and I had three different rolls. I'm going to do two of them now. She got the downtown roll. It's what you get when you take a California roll downtown. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It starts with your standard California roll, avocado, crab, masago, cucumber. Probably say masago wrong. Whatever. But then you top it with tuna and even more avocado. Had a fresh, clean taste, and uh, that's about it. About all I got to say about that. Uh, rainbow roll. Uh, the menu says assorted fish on top, shrimp tempura inside. Center of the roll is one of those long, thin, fried uh, tempura shrimp. And then on top is a really pretty array of fish and avocado, some green onions, and some like a drizzle of some kind of reddish brown sauce. Maybe that crab rangoon sauce. Mm. Not sure. It tasted almost exactly like the other roll, the downtown roll, with sure. just a little bit of added texture on the top from the avocado yeah. and fish. The authentic style sushi in Springfield is all pretty bland to me. I love real sushi on the West Coast. Not that this isn't real sushi. Coastal but I love, elite. <laughs> I mean, the sushi is elite on the West Coast <laughs> when compared to Midwest sushi. I talked about back when we reviewed craft sushi, but you can't get fresh fish here. Sure. At least not ocean fish. It's either frozen or flown in, and it's never going to come close to fish from like a morning market somewhere on the West Coast or the East Coast. It sucks, but you know. Living expenses are really cheap here. I don't have any nephews on the West Coast. So <laughs> we're stuck with, um, you know, mediocre sushi. <laughs> Trade off. I got the 417 roll after quite a bit of debate over whether the dedict would take place with uh-huh. any of these rolls. Of course, there was the Izumi roll. 
However, with it not being called the Azumi Hitaki roll, mm-hmm. I felt that I didn't have to order that one. After we ordered the 417 roll, Andy and I discussed whether it would have been more appropriate for me to get the Springfield mm-hmm. roll as Azumi Hitaki means Springfield. Oh, wow. So I guess we'll leave that to the listeners. It was twice the price of the 417 roll. <laughs> so we're not leaving it to the listeners. <laughs> They don't have access to the bylaws. <laughs> Listen, if Azumi Hitaki means Springfield in Japanese, 417 means Springfield in numbers. <laughs> so <laughs> technically, Dedic fulfilled. Yeah. Uh, it was quite good. It was basically just a Philly roll with avocado. So your, your very basic ingredients in there, salmon, uh, cucumber, avocado, cream cheese because you know it's in the 417 and then they just top it with crab salad a whole bunch of shredded Mm. crab it Uh, looked yeah it looked awesome on the plate that was the same for my sushi as well it was lovely i you know you described yours uh with that was just topped with more tuna and Mm. avocado and maybe that's just where, what they traffic in as far as their good rolls, just their avocado <laughs> traffickers. <laughs> yeah, just, just regular rolls topped with other sushi stuff. It, it was very good. The salad I, was a little warm. Oh, it was. And Shay, you had a bite of it. What did you think? Oh, the salad or the sushi roll? The, uh, the, uh, the whole uh, thing. I'm about to blow y'all's mind. Mm-hmm. I actually uh, cannot eat avocado whatsoever. Oh, really? At all. I am self-diagnosed allergic to it. Yeah. <laughs> I know quite a few people like that. It makes really? my throat itch. So I think oh, I'm a little goodness. allergic to it also. Oh, I was really tempted. I had a part of uh, the, the 417 roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I had the top part of it, and it was delicious. Uh, well, I should have eaten breakfast. This is messed up. <laughs> yeah. I'm messed up right yeah. now. Yeah. I'm over hungry. I'm hungry again for the same thing. <laughs> Rewind. I also ordered the Crab Rangoon Roll, which is what I get here whenever I go with Lindsay. It is more of a recent discovery, so it's not what I started getting until, you know, somewhat recently in my history of going to this place. It's a tempura breaded cooked roll with crab and a whole goopy lot of cream cheese in the center. Obviously a crazy rich roll. The Crab Rangoon Roll is relatively new to the menu at Izumi. It's not on the versions online, and I'm fascinated by it. Let me let me explain why. Mm. Dan and Shay, do you know that there's no cream cheese in China or generally throughout Southeast Asia? No. I have no clue. No idea. (laughs) Okay. Just to track this, what we have here is presented as a sushi roll, Japanese food, prepared in the style of a crab rangoon, which is generally thought of as a Chinese food, but it isn't actually Chinese food. It's 100% an American invention. And it's being served at this restaurant run by a Korean family. So it's not really sushi. It's not really crab rangoon. It's very much American in that it's a cultural hodgepodge. And it's a fried, fatty, gross, delicious mess. That's, that's what I get when we eat there. It's, it's awesome. I really love it. It's more like bar food than that's anything amazing. else. That's very inventive, actually. Yeah. It's super inventive and really special. Something special to get in Springfield. Mm-hmm. And it's cheap. At seven dollars, it's much oh, cheaper dude. than the rest. That's of how much the four one seven. Yeah, man, that too. place is about to get some business. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna fill you up. It's like a full eight pieces, and they're big, thick pieces of uh, sushi, quote unquote. <laughs> you know, that's a problem you have with sushi is you need two rolls often. But uh, that does sound quite filling. Sounds like a real a, a brick house. I'd say. <laughs> Would you describe Rename it like it that? The brick oh, yeah, house. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> he won't say. <laughs> 
Uh, Lindsay and uh, she, she have nothing in common. So uh, she's not rich or gross <laughs> or messy. Uh, maybe a little messy. <laughs> Tasty. I'm gonna have to ask her if I can put this in. <laughs> So those were our sushi items. Let's get into the other entrees that we tried. I tried the bulgogi. Am I saying that correctly? I, I, so. I really mess up pronunciation and making sure I'm I representing. Bulgogi. Bulgogi. <laughs> um, the bulgogi. Really simple. It was uh, beef mm-hmm. and it's two uh, balls of rice yeah. on the side, which is n- always necessary for that dish. For me, I always like rice, especially the stickier the better. It was perfect. Absolutely perfect. You went for the steamed rice. Always. I never get fried rice ever anymore. Just mm. steamed rice. It just reminds me of all the good things. It's perfect. It's really? clean. Yeah. I got fried rice. I know. I heard you <laughs> and I was like, I was judging you. Uh, uh, an upcharge though for the fried mm-hmm. rice. Which so is crazy. Which is crazy. Yeah. I don't know how much they charged me. I was like, fry it up. I bet it was delicious. I bet it was delicious. I also had a good. salad with it. It was just lettuce and this ginger mm, sauce that yes. almost looked like peanut sauce. So I was afraid because I'm not a huge peanut sauce fan. We asked. I'm like, why did I even go here? <laughs> I think there are there is actual peanuts in it. There had to have been. peanuts yeah. in it. it they did a beautiful. They had they did a beautiful job. Not too peanutty. It, it was it was ugh, yeah. It was so tasty. It was delicious for how yeah, simple yeah. it was. That sauce was beautiful. After my salad was gone, I just kept the salad plate yeah. with the sauce mm-hmm. on it, so I could dip other stuff in it. <laughs> I did as well. Yeah. I got the bulgogi bento box, so I had the same main entree as you. It's thin slices of marinated beef, probably cooked in a wok with long slices of carrot and Mm. onions. You can get bulgogi some places with like a thick, sweet, almost teriyaki-like sauce, Mm. but this was definitely more of a thin Uh marinade. Uh, The beef was tender, cooked at just the right level, probably medium, I would say. And the sauce gave it that additional moisture along with the natural meat grease. Had a great flavor. Mild sweetness with a little hint of sesame oil. Really tasty. Uh-huh. I thought that was awesome. I've had beef bulgogi at a few other places in town. I'm this might be my favorite version of it. Yeah, I was your, surprised. Your I box had, had so much going on. Oh, that, there bin, too. that bento. Yeah. It was a bento box. Oh, lovely. It looks crazy. Yeah, it had fried rice, a crab rangoon, an egg roll, two pot stickers, and a couple of those long tempura battered shrimp, which had a great crunch and were especially good when dipped in yum yum sauce, which came in this small center square. Of this five mm. square bento box. That little square was a little deceptive, though. It's only like a centimeter deep. There's <laughs> barely enough yum yum in there uh, to get through a single shrimp. You know, you know who's Let got alone a good a yum yum sauce. Two squares worth of bonies. Bonies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bonies got the yum yum sauce. Mm. Uh, when it comes to my belly, I like it bone in. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That bento box also came with a salad and that miso soup I talked about before. And it was $13 for all that what? food. What? Yeah. That's crazy. Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. It was That's such crazy. a good deal. You know, previously, we ordered those three sushi rolls, and it was way more expensive. And I got less less food for more money before. So I think if you're going to Izumi Hitaki, maybe try a sushi roll if... That's your thing, and you want to give it a shot. But I would say get one of the Korean dishes. They've got some Korean appetizers too. Mm. We also try to the shumai, the shrimp dumplings, which are yeah. really tasty. They're little Those tiny, kind of translucent, translucent sort of one bite items. It's like one little tiny shrimp wrapped in uh, dumpling. Yeah. <laughs> what was the sauce on the side that came with it? I don't know. That might have been yum yum also, or that might have been that crab rangoon sauce. No, there was some was chili oily. to it. Yeah, oh, it was yeah. like a chili oil yeah, kind of. Yeah. Mm. Um, you that, see those bubbles of oil. 
In the sauce, yeah. Mm. Ooh, I, <laughs> I'm just making noises of this. Like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I have nothing here for you to eat. Otherwise, I would offer you something. You want like a leftover Galloway Grill hamburger no, from no last way. night? <laughs> <laughs> if, yes. I'm not ha- if I'm not having that, that food from yesterday, I'm not eating anything uh-huh. at all. I know both me and my dime piece girlfriend who also joined us for this lovely meal. Bling. We're both very jealous that we did not get the bento box. Uh-huh. We just afterwards we were like, man, we should have got that bento box. What did so. I tell you to do? Did what did you tell me to do? I don't listen. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I can't keep that in there. I studied the menu for a long, long time, and finally went with the shrimp tempura udon because those are three things in a row that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. This was served in a nice little brass pot, nice thick udon noodles in a slightly sweet sauce. It wasn't super fishy. I did have shrimp in it, uh, three shrimp to be exact, three very, (laughs) very tidy shrimp. That's kind of a trap you fall into with shrimp dishes, but it was also served with two of those long shrimp tempura Mm -hmm. on the side. I was very confused by them. I thought they were squid at first because they were so long. What are these? Yeah, I had no clue. (laughs) I had never seen a shrimp like filleted and stretched out that long. Uh Andy also learned something. I did this visit something that we uh, have gotten into. Andy, why don't you tell the people what you learned? You can eat the shrimp tails. Oh, yep. the shrimp I tails. Know. I forgot about that. Yep. Shrimp tails. Ooh. <laughs> 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 Not even the first time we've sung that song on this show. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real original bit. Yeah. he uh, Dan t- asked me why I wasn't eating the tail. I was like, that's not a thing people do, Dan. These bad boys were battered all the way to the tip of the tail. So that's free game. Free mm-hmm. game. How, what'd you think of it? Very crunchy. Yeah, I'm into it. One of the best fine. parts. It you didn't know? hurt me at all. You, you take a bite from that end, you get that crunchy and some of the shrimp flesh. It's a real Pacino episode today. <laughs> I bet she got a great shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I've never done Al Pacino before. I <laughs> don't know how that goes. Nailed it. Within this sweet, hot broth were the thick udon noodles, of course, some cucumber, carrots, onions, a little shredded crab added in there, too. There were also some other tempura items on the side. I believe a piece of zucchini and a potato, not near as good as the shrimp, obviously. So let's not even waste any time on those because there was a mystery item in this oh, as well. Wow, mm-hmm. A small slice of what appeared to be like eggy, like a, a white hard boiled egg. With that is what it looked like. A pink kind of outer layer like it had been marinated, maybe a tea egg or something. I think it was probably a flamingo egg because <laughs> yes. of the pink. But one thing Gosh. missing from this egg, yolk. Mm. So we all kind of stared at it. I, of course, thought it was egg. We Um, passed it around the table and each tried it. Yeah. Some thought it was radish until we all took bites out of it, which just left us. Mm -hmm. Mystery. Not knowing. I think the 
I at the end I guessed tofu, probably yes. tofu, mm. but it still didn't have a strictly tofu quality to it. So I think that's probably the best bet. We I was too embarrassed personally to ask the mm-hmm. server what this like half eaten <laughs> passed around thing <laughs> on the little shrimp Said, boat well, was. Like, that's trash. <laughs> now is what that is. Yeah. The bites out of it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we may have a picture of it that we'll put up on the Instagram. So if any of our listeners know what that is. Uh, please tell us. Overall, I really loved this udon. That broth, I was sipping it. That till, broth. Mm. Everyone, we, everyone had a little sip. Oh my goodness, it was so everyone, good. Everyone but me, sip. no, no, <laughs> bots, bots. Well, Andy does have mono right now. So <laughs> <laughs> we did not have, want him sipping. If on you it. mean, I can only hear in one ear because I have <laughs> always mono, got mono since birth. <laughs> Love it. Love it. But yeah, yeah, that was my meal. Pretty good. When Lindsay and I went, we had a server that was disengaged and disinterested. Uh, mm-hmm. When we all went together, it was pretty nice. Yeah, we, she was very nice. Two we we went at like 4.30 after I got off work because on their Facebook, it says happy hour from 4 to 6. Mm. They do not have a happy hour. <laughs> no. uh, and the server was like very much like you guys are stupid. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> she when, didn't say that. Did but. that happen? Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, we notice. went and she was incredibly. No, this was on a different visit. Oh, oh, I'm yeah. so sorry. That's I. I don't really like th- this show. Is not like a vehicle for making judgments, whatever. But like, she was very condescending <laughs> about it. It is on their Facebook page that says "Happy Hour Four to six. So you know, she's not, not getting the award. She's PSA, not getting the award. Not PSA. No happy hour at Azumi Hitaki, <laughs> despite what their Facebook page says. <laughs> I'm sorry, I ended it on a negative note. Um, we should rate this place though. Just food, the whole thing all together. What do we think? How many spring fields oh. would you rate Izumi Hitaki? <laughs> uh, Shay, you're our guest. You may begin. I wasn't sure what the scale was, so I'm going to say five. Wow. Five out Is of that, five? Oh, five out of five. I, well, you know what? I've been burned by Springfield downtown Eaton mm. so much. So it was really nice to come into a place that not only had a great atmosphere. This time, particularly, we had um, uh, great wait staff. You can't always guarantee yeah, that sure. the atmosphere is great I had a fun time hanging out with friends i didn't break the bank either mm-hmm. when i in springfield's downtown i usually am spending ten dollars for nothing mm-hmm. and it's really disappointing no flavor bad presentation the presentation wow. was on point was oh, yeah. we'll it made me feel very vip and i love any vip situation <laughs> <laughs> that i may find myself in so i'm gonna go ahead and say five wow. that's awesome i'm gonna go ahead and say that cool I'm, I'm going to drop another four on them. A couple weeks in a row, just <laughs> dropping fours on them. I, uh, I really enjoyed Izumi Itaki. I'll probably be back. I also didn't think the price was outrageous mm-hmm. for Japanese food in general. Totally. Now, mm. I have more to say about this. <laughs> Foodist. We've talked about this. Be- yeah. We've talked <laughs> about this before. I think the ceiling for sushi in Springfield is about 3.5. Sure. So I'm going to give it as a sushi restaurant three. But as a Korean restaurant, I'm going to drop a four on him. Ooh. Oh, Andy, drop it a four and on I, him. Th- I've come to think of this more as a hibachi slash Korean restaurant that also serves sushi. Sure. Even though they have a huge sushi menu and it started as a sushi restaurant. Look, it's delicious. The bento yeah. box was awesome. Everything on it tasted great. Yeah, it's a nice space too. We didn't really talk about that. Sure. It's a very, uh, it's like very downtown. It's got brick walls and it's pretty narrow. Not extremely narrow, pretty narrow. There's a bar on the side and 
There's a whole other room that we didn't see. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, didn't I don't know if it's notice. a party room. I know they see people in there because I've seen people in there before. But well, we didn't even get into the hibachi. That's a whole aspect yeah. of the restaurant that none of us had. Mm-hmm. I, that's pretty hard to screw up. So I'm sure it's pretty good as yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> so another dress dropping a four for the theoretical hibachi. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and drop a four on them for that. <laughs> Anything I can get downtown that's fresh is pretty amazing. Mm. So. All right, so that's our review of Izumi Hitaki, and now we're going to move into a very special segment that we've been thinking about for a very long time. (laughs) It was supposed to be something quick and easy so that I didn't have to do a whole lot of work this week so I'm going to be out of town, and instead became one of the most elaborate projects we've (laughs) ever done, and that is the Spring Food Mo Cookout Playlist 2019. We've each selected five tracks for this playlist, and we will be going through talking about them, playing a little snippet of each and you can find this playlist on spotify we'll put all the information in the notes for the show as well as in the comments on the facebook post absolutely check out our spotify page for uh past playlists as well i've uploaded those and uh i think we'll be uploading quite a bit of stuff on there for little to no one to listen to (laughs) we'll see i bet blake listens (laughs) blake please listen you gotta help us out bud (laughs) Just a quick disclaimer before we start. We are going to be playing clean or edited versions of some of these songs on the show today, but when you go to the actual playlist, they're going to be the album versions with, uh, as my dad once said, all the delicious cuss words. So uh, just be warned, uh, probably not a playlist to have on around kids. So I tried to very arbitrarily (laughs) order this playlist this morning uh, about 30 minutes before coming over. What are you talking about? We don't do anything (laughs) arbitrarily around here. I was very just in it for about 30 minutes full steam ahead trying to get some order down on this. And what I ended up with was a bit of a concept album uh, <laughs> that progresses throughout the day. We'll all have five tracks a piece. This is assuming a day is about an hour long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. 15 tracks total starting around noon, maybe 11. The grill's just being lit. Stuff's not going on there yet. All the way to 8 p.m. when people are maybe drinking, dancing Tart. a little more. When it's your party's outside. getting lit as that grill was earlier. <laughs> Yes. Oh yeah. Goodness. Yeah. Actually, I figured in it as the party slowing down oh. a little bit. Oh, uh, slowing uh, down. Yeah. What? Well, well, you've been you've been having a couple beers throughout the day. It's it's getting a little late. Anyway, I'm gonna go ahead and kick it off with maybe my favorite Outcast track from certainly my favorite Outcast album, Aquimini. It's got to be Spottyotti Dopalicious. <laughs> It uh, starts off with a nice drum roll just to lead you into the playlist. It's got a real smooth outdoor feel to it, uh, almost underwater, <laughs> as, as much of a yeah. Quimini is. Um, I just really love this song. I love the horns. Um, I don't know what they're sampling there. Danny Brown plays this before his show starts. Really it's the song vibe. he plays right before he hits the stage. So we'll connect to it to it in that way. And you recognize a- those horns from one of the Beyonce tracks on Lemonade, right? Ooh, yes. Wow. Yeah. She uh, took those, I believe, for the last mm-hmm. track, maybe um, flipped them again. Uh, just a lovely track. That's all I have to say. Thank you. 
track two is one of my picks. This is Emmy Lou Harris with Feeling Single, Seeing Double. <laughs> The song rules so hard. It does. <laughs> it's low key one of the funniest songs ever, but there's also some added context that makes it great. It was originally written, performed, and released by a man named Wayne Kemp. And his version is in the first person from a man's perspective. See, Wayne Kemp was very much a writer of like borderline misogynist, uh, like sad country music. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but Emmy Lou took this song, switched up the pronouns, made the music more jaunty and fun and turned it into a classic. It's obviously a song about getting blackout drunk and cheating on your partner. <laughs> but while Wayne Kemp's version is tinged with regret, as well as the subtext of frustration with his wife for not understanding, sure. uh, the Emmy Lou version has no regret at all. She did what she did, and she really had a ball. <laughs> uh, she mentions the imminent fight with her boyfriend, but the upbeat music suggests that she's not really too concerned about it. <laughs> the song's awesome. It is. I listened to it this morning. It's great. I want to listen to more Emmy Lou Harris. Oh, she just got one of the best voices it's beautiful um i put the song love me now by william omnibar um on this playlist because it is so cute <laughs> it's so cute um and i hate to say it's cute but it actually is and it gets the party going got a great beat shout out to my boy steve rector and my other boy joe ibanez for turning me on to him in the first place um he actually passed away uh, i think uh later last year yeah. right when everyone got his huge box set that he released but everything wow. is great i think he's ethiopian he's an <laughs> ethiopian singer and actually all of the ethiopian music coming out during this time period is so a plus This was a huge surprise. I never heard of this dude, and it's so good. Yeah. Thank you, Shay. This song rules. It sounds like it would play over the opening credits to a very cool movie. Yeah, it's so quirky. Up next, you know, the grill's been lit. <laughs> right around this time, I think the meat is hitting it, so it's starting <laughs> to sizzle. Everybody's smelling that. Maybe cracking your first drink for the day. Oh, what, what is it, 6 a.m. for you? <laughs> yes, yeah, it's right around. <laughs> You know, it's Saturday. I chose Diddy Bop by No Name off of her debut studio album, at least, nice. uh, Telephone. I'm ready, 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 I'm just a great summer track in general. This playlist kind of doubled as a summer playlist for me. Uh, she brings up barbecues in this song. It's just a great little like Chicago poppy snare. I, I, I love it. I, I almost picked all songs that just sounded exactly like this because <laughs> it's such like perfect summertime outdoor music for me. Saw her a couple years ago. Great. Oh. No surprise there. My pick for the next track is... I don't know. He's pretty obscure. Uh, this is Prince. <laughs> the song is I Want to Be Your Lover. This is 
one of my favorite songs of all time. This is one that I'll put on, uh, you know, like Friday when I'm leaving work, like mm. getting ready to go into the weekend. Nice. <laughs> I didn't make any notes for this one. This is the one that I <laughs> wasn't able to <laughs> get to itself. when I was Speaks working this itself. morning. So. You don't, you don't think you have anything new to say Not about Prince? Hang around. <laughs> this is a hot lick. <laughs> mm, I can smell the meat on the grill. <laughs> I love Prince, but also there are like real Prince fans who know all 30 odd albums that can give you obscure facts and everything. I'm not like that. I like the songs everybody else likes. So I don't want to misrepresent myself as some <laughs> massive Prince <laughs> fan. To this and sing it. For <laughs> <laughs> no one can see me, but I'm getting down right now. It's a good playlist. Um, I picked the song Loaded to add to this playlist by Primal Scream. Because it's awesome. Everyone loved this song when it came out, and everyone still loves this song. <laughs> and uh, don't get it twisted this song's like 10 minutes long so when you're at the rave stuff starts kicking in really hard and you're still going uh, but I turned that concept into the barbecue situation so everyone's biting in to their barbecue right now yep. and getting down that actually <laughs> is the time that it would be it's uh, the last of the Ooh. grill part mm. heads bobbing right heads now bobbing. oh my goodness that's good stuff. There's a lot of longer songs on here. A lot of seven minute plus songs. Where are and, those uh, boys? I kind of like that. You get to you get to vibe out a little bit. Mm -hmm. the, the sun's shining. You're 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 not trying to listen to everything going on. Totally. You, just, you just need a vibe. It's a vibe. Speaking of a vibe, ooh, what time is it now? Probably around two p.m. People are <laughs> finishing up. Maybe getting a second side of potato salad or something <laughs> it me <mean. laughs> you know uh maybe uh some sports are starting maybe we're tossing around the pig some skin. sports are maybe starting if you're like me and my family you're throwing a frisbee because you're just impossibly suburban and awful <laughs> um and what comes on but a little calvin harris song slide featuring the one and only Frank Ocean, as well as the Migos. Um, I kind of think of this as more of a Frank Ocean song 100%. than a Calvin Harris song. I don't literally listen to DJs, uh, particularly not like real big ones like Calvin Harris, but if this song isn't the song of the summer every single year, I don't know what is. Yeah. Um, it's so good. Frank's verse and chorus on it are so good. And then the Migos are being really sweet on <laughs> That's it. That's weird. They're, yeah, like, uh, <laughs> I think Offset is talking about putting a spotlight on her face just very tenderly. And then Quavo, of course, rhymes burn up with Furnace, which <laughs> is one of my favorite slant rhymes of all time. I love this song. Love slant rhymes in general. <laughs> Do you slide on all your nights like this? Do you try on all your nights like this? I might put some spotlight on this life. Whatever comes, comes to clear. Do you slide on all your nights like this? Do you try on all your 
I picked uh, Bart Simpson slash Green Line by Princess Nokia. Um, it's real. It's just real chill. Mm. Such a chill song. Um, <laughs> the second part more than the latter. I saw her perform this song, uh, Bart Simpson slash Green Line, live, and she did it a cappella, mm. and mm. it was beautiful. She did such a great job. Like everyone in the audience was completely silent. She's a master of the the spit. She's a ma- <laughs> she can spit. Girl can spit some rhymes. Yeah, truly one of the best working rappers right now. This song almost did make the cut. For weeks, I had uh, a tribe called Quest. Can I kick it in this spot? But I just couldn't resist. Ricky by Denzel Curry. My daddy said, trust no man but your brothers and never leave your day ones in the gutter. My daddy said, treat young girls like your mother. My mama said, trust no Easily my favorite rap song since Humble back in 2017. Wow. Rapping is good. Basically, every line in it is a hook. You get stuck in your head. What really makes a song uh, great is the production, which is constructed around the vocals, sort of responding to them. The arrangement is so elaborate, but in surprisingly subtle ways. Like if you listen close, you'll hear the same four bars of music and never repeat. Oh, really? Yeah, there are either fills, breaks, effects, or other changes. The song mutates a little as it goes along, but never so much that it sounds like a different song from how it started. It's really just an incredible work of composition. And yeah, the rapping's great too. It's not like Kendrick level, like world beating or anything, but there's some funny stuff in there along with serious stuff. It also has probably the best like beat drop shot along moment since that yeah, yeah. At the beginning of Humble, <laughs> your mommy, your daddy ain't. Oh. <laughs> it's so fun. Hey, your mama ain't. Your daddy ain't. And I've been making waves way before the stall chick. I was back in Carrot City. Yeah, when I wow, was Andy done turned the party up. <laughs> That's what he did just now. Well, unfortunately, I'm about to turn it down <laughs> a little bit. It's uh, starting to get a little more into the afternoon, early evening. The sun's setting a little bit. Uh, people are moving around, and we're slowing it down with I Miss You off of Bjork's Telegram Remix LP. All remixes of her awesome album, Post. Uh, this is maybe the best remix album Ever. It stands right up there with Post. It might be better than Post, wow. in my opinion. I really just love all the tracks off of this. wonder how Bjork24 feels about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll have to get his opinion on that. I love Bjork, and I love trip-hop, so whenever you take like her beautiful vocals and put them over just an awesome trip-hop beat, I could like listen to this all day. There's also a rapped verse by someone... I don't know, and I probably could have looked up before this, but chose not to. <laughs> it's good. Next up after that, kind of bringing it up a little bit more, just bringing it up. Uh, Easy Come, Easy Go, performed by Debbie Diggs and Raphael Cassell from this the soundtrack Blind Spotting. Yeah. Everybody trying to be a boss, not me. Yeah. One man rubber band stand, rocking beast on a beat like a cop on a street, but I'm not no Johnny Law. Johnny Walker to the jaw, talk about a bra, brought a back behind. 
this song is the bomb.com. <laughs> Me and Dan were talking about it the other day, and Dan said that Debbie Diggs might be one of the best rappers right now. And technically, I think he maybe is. He's he maybe so might be. incredible. He might be. Shout out to the Moxie for playing Blind Spotting. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone else in Springfield played Blind Spotting. That was one of the best movies that came out that year. It was really fascinating. It was so good. It was I so fascinating. He wrote it. Like, it's, it's his it's crazy. movie. It's their yeah. movie. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And not only they had all the music in there, and it was just wow. It was wow. And then I started listening to the soundtrack. It's like, often do after I watch movies at the Moxie. I just get obsessed with the movie soundtracks and this is great. Mm, yeah. Great pick. My next pick is Tough Enough by X-Hex. X-Hex might be the best like straight ahead rock band out there doing it today. They make it sound easy. It kind of has the perceived simplicity of the strokes and but with the monster riffs of, I don't know, Cheap Trick. And like the strokes, what X-Hex does is not, a, not actually simple at all. It's like expert composition. The song rocks so hard, and it talks about the start of summer, so yeah, that's why it's on <laughs> here. Sure. <laughs> Please keep that. The golden shine. For my last pick, it is now full on dark outside. It's the evening time. You've been drinking. You're probably switching to hard liquor at this point. (laughs) Um, And, you know, I think this last batch of songs fits the nighttime mood, starting with my pick of Wild Horses by Prefab Sprout. I don't know a whole lot about this song. I just know that it rules and is like just such a rump shaker like (laughs) i kind of went for that with all my songs just songs that like really just kind of made the hips move yeah Um, you love dancing we've established that (laughs) yeah you know i i'm i'm a dj at heart i i I don't like dancing but i love songs that could theoretically make me dance (laughs) um i learned about this song from like a web series by chili gonzalez a pianist yeah uh like the composing with feist yeah yeah and he he kind of broke down different pop songs some drake songs and then this song which i had never heard of but just rules it's so good Listening to the playlist, this is one that I was so happy to, uh, to discover. Thank you, Dan. Oh, it's delicious. <laughs> yummy. <laughs> I, what a yummy track. <laughs> Shay, you're up with our darkest track. And this is The Drummer by Ariel Pink. And it is a dark track. He's a dark fellow in general. <laughs> but I would say this is his, uh, dare I say, uh, sexiest and smoothest song. Mm, really? Um, but, you know. You know, for some it might not. <laughs> After you've had all that beer and hard liquor. After you've had know. all that beer and hot liquor. And it kind of starts out kind of like, you know, a little abrasive as it often does, but then it switches over to this really great soothing tone, which Ariel Pink is so good at. He really sets that atmosphere so you get inside of his head and his world. And I'd imagine this is pretty appropriate for nighttime. Yeah, I'm more meant dark as just not nighttime, maybe not thematically, but okay. Uh, there's not vampires crawling out or anything. I mean, but isn't aren't there? 
<laughs> haunted is in the title it of is, the band. It is. <laughs> Ariel Pink's Haunted Graffiti. There's only one person that comes to mind for me. Where's that darkness at? That's right. Is it on the edge of Gastown? No. <laughs> just on the edge of town. Oh. Gastown is Japan droids. <laughs> this is Bruce Springsteen with a song called Fire. Not I'm on fire, just fire. This is another gender swap song. That's not technically a cover, though. Bruce wrote this one for the Pointer Sisters originally, Ooh. and they had a big hit with it in 1978. Bruce didn't put out a version of it until 2010 on this collection called The Promise, which is a group of songs he wrote for the album Darkness on the Edge of Town that didn't make the cut, mostly for tonal and thematic reasons. He wrote like a hundred songs for that album. Anyway, The Promise is odd because many of the tracks on there have elements recorded back in the 70s mixed with elements re-recorded in the 2000s. And so it has this unique retro-modern timbre that sometimes works and sometimes doesn't. On fire, it really, really works. has this kind of 60s girl group bop to it, the way the drums, bass, and piano interlock. And Bruce does this like, crooning singing style. He doesn't do that often. And it sounds like buttery and just great. But you can hide your desire When we kiss on fire You gotta hold on me right from the start A grip so tight I couldn't tear it apart Nerves all jumping, acting like a pronoun flip here is interesting because Bruce cast himself as the man the Pointer Sisters were singing about in the original version. It's almost sinister, really, if you pay too close attention to it. Uh, I think that's the point he's making by doing it, though, is like how weird the situation they're singing about in the song was. Uh, but you're probably not going to be thinking about that if it's on in the background <laughs> uh, at a cookout. And it's an ideal sounding song for that. Love yep. this song. The good final song for the playlist. Everybody's about to go home. Sloppy drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Not me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm about to go like write something to Bruce Springsteen personally through email asking him to marry me, possibly. (laughs) Bad choices, but good choices, actually. Nielsen backs up. He says, yes, I'm leaving my wife, (laughs) Patty Scaiafa, who's in my band. (laughs) For you, Shay. (laughs) Well, that about wraps up our playlist. I think we're going to have more songs in the online version, probably. Yes. we Andy I, and Dan's um, Infinite Playlist. I will definitely be doing a director's cut playlist of just my choices and the ones that didn't quite make the cut, the uh, 30, 40, 50 songs that just couldn't <laughs> make it on our 15-song yeah. playlist. And with that, I'm just so glad that this episode's over and I'm not going to have any more work to do. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, am I uh, am I too late for the the barbecue playlist? Oh my god! Let's just go with yes. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. So I was thinking, like, first track. Are we still doing the thing where it's like early in the day and like you're partying, getting sloppy drunk? Like at eight a.m. <laughs> at eight a.m. Yeah. So eight a.m. <laughs> I'm thinking. First off, here we go. 
Santeria by Sublime. <laughs> now, I don't personally practice Santeria, <laughs> nor do I have a crystal ball, but oh, this song is so chill. Um, so I'll just I'll just give you guys a couple seconds to cut that in. I'm I'm I, I am sorry I'm late this week, guys, because yeah. I really did want to participate I'll, in this. I'll cut that in there for you. Okay, so next up, uh, another really like chill song, like really good vibes on this one. Uh, it's like this lady named Tracy Chapman, and it's like a song about race cars. It's called Fast Car. Um, and I just really love like fast cars. So like that's honestly my second pick. It's a uh, pretty chill. Uh, next up, kind of staying in the same vein. Uh, I've got Toby Keith with Red <laughs> Solo Cup. Um, so I mean that one's another pretty chill one, and I just kind of dig it. Um, how many songs did we end up with? Were we doing eight a piece? Because I've got like ten here. Uh, yeah. Just do what you have. So to next do, up, uh, we've got Tears in Heaven by <laughs> Eric Clapton. Just really cool, like <laughs> chill, mellow music with like a good message. I think. Um, and then after that, I'm gonna have to go with an all timer. Probably a song that really influenced Clapton himself. It's Butterfly by Crazy Town. <laughs> Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Orange County starring Jack Black and like Colin Hanks's, uh, you know, Tom Hanks's director little boy. Jake Kasdan. Oh, director Jake Kasdan, mm -hmm. director of Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox right. story. I really dig that movie. Top 10. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool, actually. Uh, anyway, next up, we've got a kind of thematically similar song uh, by Ben and Folds 5 uh, <laughs> called Brick. Uh, <laughs> I just I just really wanted to keep a theme with this playlist, which is why after that we're gonna go to Come Original by 311. <laughs> uh, another song that's just really chill, kind of heavy subject matter in that one, actually. <laughs> so you may want to keep the kids away. Next up, The Reason by Hoobastank, obviously. <laughs> um, just really good song. And then ending it off with like, I kind of wanted to follow the same theme as you guys late night. Everybody's dancing. So obviously got to close it out with baby shark. Oh, man. <laughs> My nephews love baby shark. <laughs> I'm sure your nephews would love all the songs on this playlist. <laughs> like, honestly, like they seem cool. And honestly, like if you ever need me to babysit them, like no problem. Anytime between like 1 a.m. and 6 a.m., I am awake, like and ready to go and like not really doing anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to happen, Chad. <laughs> I was just impressed that you were able to smash three keystones while you were saying that whole playlist. Hey, Four, I mean, excuse listen, me. Well, Four. literally not stopping talking no. if you drink three <laughs> keystones and not giving anyone a chance to chime in. Hey. <laughs> You know, it's all cool. I just didn't want to take too much of your guys' time. But honestly, yeah. if you could just fully put in unedited versions very, of those songs. It's very character for you to be respectful hey, of listen, people's time. I'm, I'm like just trying to change my life. Like that's something that like 311 in general has taught me. Like I feel like the color of my energy is like a mossy green sometimes and I'm trying to get it to amber like Nick Hexum and freaking Chad Sexton on the drums. You know what I'm saying? Peanut. All right. I'll see you guys. <laughs> Marry me, Chad. Marry me. Uh, that was weird, guys. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I love a man with good taste in music. Yeah. 
in good taste in uh, short pants. <laughs> His pants just get shorter and shorter, but still so khaki. They're still shorts, though, somehow. Yeah, like I've never seen cargo shorts that low. Like pockets just all the way to the knees, but material way up the thigh. Well, thank you all for listening. I hope that you enjoy this playlist. If you don't, uh, honestly, it was so much fun to put together that I don't care. Yeah, if you don't <laughs> like it, truly, it was really fun. Andy and I at least worked on this for like a good thirty-five days. I think was <laughs> whenever I first started putting my list together. I had several different versions of the same list, swapping out notes everywhere, yeah. written on post-its in the phone, emailed, <laughs> snail mailed. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Shay, for coming today to talk about Izumi Otaki and barbecue songs. <laughs> Where can people find you on the World Wide Web? The world, um, you can Google. You can. I'm very highly Googleable. <laughs> Googleable. Um, and I have Instagrams all over the place. Monkeyers for things that I'm not going to say on air because I like to be mysterious. <laughs> but also, uh, this is amazing. Thank you for having me on this show, Dan and Andy. You're an institution that we <laughs> we needed in Springfield. Oh wow! Quite frankly, sure. it was a need. <laughs> quite frankly, we needed it. But yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Thank you for being here. Come yeah. say hey to Shay at the Moxie. Yeah. Uh, check out our upcoming movies. We've got great ones. If you like music documentaries, Echo in the Canyon uh-huh. should be there soon. <laughs> a, lot right. of, a lot of Jacob Dylan looking bemused in that trailer. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He's a he's a student. He's learning from the greats. It's too late now, Shay, but I want to thank you. I heard you were instrumental in the Moxie playing the movie Her Smell, <laughs> which is easily my favorite movie this year so far. I'm glad you and uh, the 10 people who <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I appreciate your patronage yeah. of the Moxie. Always uh, always a cheerleader for such. Always coming in there, having awkward conversations with whoever's working. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's the me. whole thing. That's the whole thing. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm your customer right now. but <laughs> <laughs> And also, thank you for fully agreeing to bring back the T-Bar and Bites uh-huh. oh, uh, peanut man, butter brownie. Going like, down for that. Just really going above your boss's head to oh, like fully make gosh. that decision executive and we appreciate it honestly uh we have really great intentions with those brownies you know what happens i'm gonna hit this we order those brownies and then people don't get them but then the staff has to eat Mm. them because they're expired and we all just get like cavities and stuff so really my boss (laughs) made the executive decision for our health yeah um but also (laughs) uh coming this winter of uh 2019 oh Be the change you want to see, yep, folks. Yep, yep, I, yep. That, that applies, right? <laughs> the, the world is good now. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everyone. I now have 12 days off. Yes. <laughs> yes. From the podcast, at least. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to not work on it. I'll find some way to be working on this. Oh, you'll be Passion. working on this one, at least. For yeah. Passion. A little bit. <laughs> Three or four hours to go here. <laughs> thanks for listening. Rate, review, subscribe, all that. Next week, you'll hear a fresh episode, you know, with our normal two-day turnaround. But for now, uh, I don't know. How do we end this thing? (laughs) Keep on eating and just don't choke. That's good. (laughs) Hey, thanks for listening to Spring Food Mo. We really appreciate it. And if you'd like to support our podcast, guess what? You can. Visit support.springfoodpod.com. That's support dot springfoodpod.com thanks for the money <laughs> Spring Food Media. first new message from mccartney paul hey guys this is paul uh 
Paul McCartney of the Beatles. Uh, great episode. Just wanted to say I listened to that advanced copy that you <laughs> normally send me. It's real good. Uh, particularly liked the uh, guest you had on this week. She was rad. Um, about the playlist, um, couldn't help but notice that none of my songs showed up on there. Um, you know, I was also in the band Wing. A couple of our songs are pretty good for barbecues. Jet, uh, that, that's all about cooking. Uh, <laughs> let me roll it. That's about hot dogs, obviously, rolling on the grill. Uh, anyway, just didn't know if you wanted to check that out before posting it or whatever. Uh, once again, this is Paul McCartney of The Beatles, and uh, really love the episode, especially all the Dan stuff. He's really funny. Bye. You have no more messages.